How do we know God's plan for the world or for our lives? Christians have long disagreed about this. Let's look at five models of revelation on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Help me out by rating and reviewing the podcast on your podcast app to help others find the podcast. And don't forget to hit follow so that you never miss an episode as well. Okay, let's get to today's episode. Avery Cardinal Dulles wrote an amazing book in 1983 called Models of Revelation that expanded my mind when I first read it and provided categories I didn't know that I needed. And I want to summarize these categories for you today. When we think about the doctrine of revelation, what we're thinking about is how God reveals himself to human beings. How do we know about God? Where and when is he revealed? Of course, we see him in creation. We see his creativity, his power, his intelligence, and so on. But what Cardinal Dulles wrote about was How do we know the saving plan of God? Where do we learn of his salvation and redemption? God has not revealed this in his creation. So Cardinal Dulles articulated five different models. And so let me go through them. Model one, revelation as doctrine. In this view, God reveals himself through theophanies and prophets and primarily in Jesus Christ in the ancient times. But as time progressed, the Holy Spirit inspired the writings of the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. The Bible is the objective revelation of God. It is propositional and rational. God's intellect gave it to human intellect to write down in words. The proper response to this revelation is assent, agreement to what was written down to the words. This view is advocated by most conservative evangelical scholars. It was articulated well by the 1978 Chicago Statement on Inerrancy, and it has a rich history going back to some of the early church fathers, the medieval syllogistic approach to theology, and it was instrumental in the conservative liberal battles of the 19th and 20th centuries. However, the truth is some parts of the Bible don't seem to be communicating propositional rational truth about God. And our own experience tells us that God reveals himself in other ways, too. So, let's move on to our next view. Model 2, Revelation as History. In this view, the Bible is not really the Word of God per se. It is a record of the Word of God, because God reveals himself through history. And then, human beings have faithfully recorded what he has done. And we have access to the revelation of God through the authoritative historical record of it, which is the Bible. The Bible is a record of God's people recording and reflecting on his actions, and his actions tell us his plan for salvation and redemption. So then the proper response is to trust God based on his actions for people's salvation. Now, this model is really helpful because it escapes the problems of the first model with much greater flexibility regarding the parts of the Bible which are not propositional or logical. However, a really tight view of the historical model has God revealing himself in actions, but never with words. 
And I think that's a real problem. So let's move on to model number three. Revelation as inner experience. In this view, God reveals himself to each person individually through a private experience contained entirely in the inner part of the person. We might call that the mind or the heart or the soul, something like that. Some who hold this view would say that God can and does choose to reveal himself in this way to many people and even whole societies at once. But when he does, he does so in each person privately and personally. This revelation of God is mystical, immediate, and focuses on an experience of God's presence. They say that that experience is salvation. That is, revelation and salvation are identical. In this view, the Bible is a record of people interacting with that experience, which may or may not help you to have such an experience yourself. And if we treat the Bible as a special book itself, then we're idolatrous, this view would tell us. You can tell probably by my description that I really don't like this view, and I hope you see the obvious and fatal flaws with centering my own feelings as the evidence of God's revelation. However, I think that God does reveal himself to us through our experiences. I have had some mystical experiences where I feel God's love in a way that I just cannot explain, and it is totally inside my mind and my heart, and honestly, I'm not sure that that is all bad. I think it's good to be suspicious of such experiences, but God certainly can, and I think he does, communicate to us in this way at times. If we make it the exclusive way that God reveals himself, or even the primary way, then I think we have totally traded God for our own desires. You can read Romans 1 if you want to know what God thinks about that. Anyway, let's move on. Model 4, Revelation as Dialectic Encounter. This is the foundation of the neo-Orthodoxy of Karl Barth, Rudolf Bultmann, and Emil Brumer. This is a view that is honestly very hard to understand clearly. Revelation is an encounter with the living God. It is mysterious in that it reveals and conceals him at the same time. And in this view, the Bible is very important, but the Bible is not itself the Word of God. However, It becomes the Word of God when God chooses to reveal himself through it, which he often does. God also likes to reveal himself through the preaching of his Word, through the activity of the church, through community, and through prayer. But none of these are actually revelations of God, but they are the means to the revelation of God if and when God chooses to reveal himself through them. And this explains why some people read the Bible or listen to a sermon and come away changed, but others do not. Some have encountered God, and others have not. This is a relatively new development in the history of theology, and it tries to preserve the value of the experiential model without falling into its clear pitfalls. However, this view honestly is not found in the Bible, and as I said, it has no historical basis before the First World War. Let's move on to Model 5, Revelation as New Awareness. In this view, Revelation is a breakthrough in human development and society. This, honestly, is a thorough rejection of any sort of traditional Christianity, but it has become popular in American churches recently. In this view, the God that is revealed is not a God from the outside world, 
but it is the divine spark in all of us. It comes from within us. And as we grow and develop as a species, divinity is revealed by the progress we make. So both history and the Bible are helpful guides as they tell us about how we have gotten better over time, and the divine has been revealed in this progress. So, by God's grace, we're getting better and better as a species, and it is in our goodness that we see new visions of the divine. For Christians committed to their Bible and to the historical witness passed down to us, this view will sound strange as I describe it to you, but I want you to pay attention to those around you who call themselves Christians, and I'll bet that many of them hold to some version of this thoroughly unbiblical view. Okay, so those are the five models. Revelation as doctrine history, inner experience, dialectical presence, and new awareness. Now, I have a very high view of the Bible, and so I love the model of revelation of, as doctrine. But honestly, it does not go far enough. God also reveals himself in history. And the Bible is not only the word of God, it certainly is. It is also a record of how people remembered and reflected on God's actions which were also revelations for them and for us. For example, the words of the book of Exodus are God's word to us, yes. But the Exodus event itself, where God did something, actually a lot of things, that event of the Exodus tells us about him too. Okay, then let's move on. I have some more problems with the inner experience view, but as I said, there are times when my heart has been warmed in ways that cannot be explained. And sometimes uh, that experience might just be a bad fish sandwich that I ate for lunch. But sometimes I think it is actually God giving me an experience of his love or of his judgment or something else that is true and real. As for the dialectical presence, I think it is quite true that God reveals himself through the Bible, even as the Bible itself is also a true revelation. There are times when listening to a sermon or on mission when God seems to be working through preaching or through a mission, and it's mystical. And I can't tell you how many times people have come to me after I preach, and they say, how did you know what I was going through? Did someone tell you? And I have to respond, no, I don't know what you're going through, but it sounds like God was speaking to you through what I said. And if he was, you should listen to him. So these first four are all good ways that God reveals himself, and they all help us, uh, they, help, they all help to inform each other, I think. I'm very glad that God has chosen to reveal himself to us and to me. He didn't have to, but he did. And chiefly, he reveals himself in Jesus Christ, and the scriptures point us to him as we are guided by the Holy Spirit. Look for God today as he reveals himself in creation, in the Bible, in the church, in your meals, in your family, in your songs. He is there. He loves us and he wants us to know it, to believe it, and to act like it. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. 
Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from Season 1 without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.